The Law of Equivalent Exchange. This is Tim in Tokyo, where I'm reading the English version of Fullmetal Alchemist, published by Viz. And this is Patrick in Kumamoto, where I'm reading the Japanese version of Fullmetal Alchemist uh, from Gangan Comics. And, boy, I feel like I'm coming blinking out into the light again. Um, if you're following Deconstructing Comics social media, you know that I had some computer problems for about a week. Uh, and <laughs> there were many things I couldn't do, including edit podcasts or really record podcasts. I don't have the setup to record on my phone. So um, it was lucky that it happened when it did, because it didn't affect the publication of this podcast or to the bat poles at all. But there was no deconstructing comics uh, the first week of April, uh, because I just couldn't. I mean, I had something recorded, but I couldn't edit it. I couldn't put it together and put it out. So, who's gonna deconstruct all those comics, Tim? <laughs> I don't think yeah, you we'll, realize. We'll have to catch up on on our deconstructing <laughs> now that we're we're back in business. Yeah. So I was starting to worry. I was going to have to put an announcement on our at LOEE podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're not going to have a show this week because I don't have a computer, but you know, fortunately it was, uh, it's up and running again. Well, let me tell you, if you're just tuning in and uh, this is your first time to listen to the show, our show is very spoilery. We give away everything that happens. So uh, you within might want to... Within a chapter. Yeah, within that chapter. Not in the future. So we, we're only going chapter by chapter. You might want to, though... Skip back to where you know you haven't read yet, uh, to where you what you have read uh, before you jump in with us. But I just want to say this mm. time, mm. some big things happen. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of action in this chapter, chapter 39, Complications at Central. The last chapter was pretty action packed too, but yeah, it, it's getting um, even realer in this chapter. Yes, yes, yes. We've got a couple of different scenes, like different areas, things that are happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of ties together quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, who Who is it that, that doesn't show up in this one? Ed. Ed, Ed doesn't show yeah, up at no all. no <laughs> Ed. We, um, Armstrong took him off somewhere, and we don't know where they went yet. Yep, took him physically out of the books. And said, nope, not this chapter. Yeah, supposedly so, to Rezimbul to fix his automail, but that was clearly an excuse. A ruse. Yeah. A ruse, Tim. It was a, a ruse. ruse. Okay. So, where are we now? Well, um, I think this is... Is this outside of Laboratory 6? Yes, I believe that is the current um, assessment. And we've got some soldiers... Uh, standing around outside, whispering to each other. There are a lot of floating around in the panels. Yeah, but I, I want to say really quickly. You, we did. I forgot to mention. It's my fault. Uh, we were looking at the the uh, the top illustration. You know, at the beginning of the chapter, mm -hmm. and I was just looking at uh, Bradley holding his like whipping his cloak off. You mm. know, in this in the uh, the title, Illo. And it's like all the homunculi there mm -hmm. in one picture. And he's like, here, hold my cape. <laughs> so, you know, it's giving us an idea of what might happen. So, yes, okay. And then we're in front of the laboratory and a Model T truck <laughs> comes right. heading towards. So they're wondering if Mustang is all right, um, if they should just be standing around out there. But it's the colonel's orders and... He said he called for reinforcements. We know that that's not actually true. He just said that. Um, and yes, the car approaches and Bradley steps out. And everybody's shocked to see the president there. I mean, what would you do if you're like, you know, you called 911 and then the president <laughs> <laughs> kind of just. What's Joe Biden doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and he puts his sunglasses on as he gets all out of the car and he's, you know, <laughs> stand back. Old Joe's going to take care of this. Because stand they back, say, man. like, where's the backup? They're like, where's the backup? He's like, no, just it's just me. 
Bradley the badass. <laughs> yeah. Bradley's going in by himself. He doesn't need no stinking reinforcements. And he right. unsheathes his sword. Shing is the sound effect. Oh, it's king here. Okay. <laughs> Japanese. Uh, then both we go metallic, both metallic. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. We go to Al and Hawkeye, and there's a kaboom sound effect that's overlapping from the panel where uh, Bradley is walking into this panel with Al and Hawkeye. So I'm not quite sure what the kaboom is. The now here's the thing about like a kaboom. A kaboom is like one of the go-to sound effects it's just so white bread and uh and you know there is some of that like this in this particular chapter you have do repeated like a million times in japanese it's do 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 and there's a lot of do uh all over one the place. in the english I, I will come to it later but this one is a zuzun it's mm. a zuzun Okay. And this is one of the times where instead of a kaboom, I would go for that. Like, it, you want a heavy sound, but I would go for that. Keep that Z in there. Make it a zoom or a zhaboom mm. or something, you know? That's that's my own personal philosophy. Okay. Uh, well, for, so, what is the sound? What is it the sound of? I think what it is, is it's the combat between Roy. Oh, Mustang and, and Lust. Yes, because that's also the next scene that we right we flip to. So I think that's like it's it's kind of a it's a booming sound, but it's not like a your typical explosion, you know. Mm. So I'm I'm giving it three out of ten for a kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> and Al says, "What was that sound?" And Hawkeye says, "Barry went this way, and she's following some drops of blood on the floor." So yeah, it could easily be. The Barry conflict mm-hmm. uh, that she's hearing, uh, that they're hearing. Barry versus Barry. Barry the body versus Barry the soul. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking just because we go from this page to the next scene that that's what it's leading into. Otherwise, why put that scene right there mm-hmm. uh, with them hearing the sound unless, you know, it's going to segue into right into where they're going so right my bets on mustang lust we go back to where we left off in the last chapter of uh, lust with her two sharp fingers uh stabbing uh, mustang can we say she's fingering him would that not be would that be a bad call um i suppose it's simultaneously correct and very misleading <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to have to agree with you on that, Tim. It was poor judgment on my part. <laughs> not not the, not how it's usually meant, because most people don't have sharp, pointy fingers that they can extend out and stab people with. That's true. It's a very limited list of people. <laughs> Lust and hmm. Freddy Freddy Krueger. Okay, they don't really extend, but I'm sure with his dream powers, he could do it. I suppose Mr. Fantastic could if he wanted to, but he's a good guy, so... Yeah, except for when they turn him to, like, a, like a brainy megalomaniac kind of, you know, <laughs> so focused on the science! He's like, screw all you guys. <laughs> science! Yeah, and Plastic Man also. Yeah. So, Lust has stabbed Havoc and stabbed Roy, and she tears off Roy's uh, flame alchemist glove and tears it up. And she's she's sure that they're just bo- both going to lie there and bleed to death. And so she's uh, going to go off and take care of the rest of the party. Cause, Common know, bad guy mistake. Ask yeah. every James Bond villain. <laughs> you got to <laughs> stay and watch him die uh-huh. or it didn't happen. Yeah. And every Batman 66 villain, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've set this elaborate 
thing up to kill you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to watch it in action, though. It's, right. You know, I just spent so much time on it. I'm just tired. I'm sick of seeing mm-hmm. the giant magnifying glass. I don't need to see it anymore. Yeah, I have I'm to go gonna... keep an appointment. I have to go do this or that. And You know, so... my dentist is so hard to get an appointment with that guy. <laughs> you know, so... But, yeah, so, you know, everybody who knows about this lab now that she has to take care of. So she thinks these two are checked off the list, and she uh, makes tracks out of there. I thought it was interesting. So Havoc is unconscious, and Roy is saying, everyone's dying before me, damn it. You bastard, I won't let you die before I do. I thought that was interesting that he was putting it in terms of before himself rather than Mm. just people are dying around me, but people are dying before me seems a little unusual way of approaching it. It is, though. It is like a a sentiment I've seen uh, in, and I don't know if it's only Japanese comics, but it's a sentiment I've seen before, like, don't you be going to hell before I get there. In other words, he he wants them to live longer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and not necessarily he wants them to die like right after he dies, but like <laughs> he wants them to live longer. And he, you know, he he doesn't, it's not fair putting me through, it's a, it's kind mm. of a selfish thing, but it's mm-hmm. putting me through your death. You're supposed to suffer through my death. <laughs> <You know>? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he's yelling for havoc as she's walking down the hall. Al and Hawkeye have arrived at... Oh boy, what is this? Door. Yeah, door with a kind of diagram on it. Something, something definitely alchemy related. Um, I can't identify it. Yeah, it, it's kind of a mandala looking. It also looks like a, a almost like a chakra diagram, a tree of life diagram. Mm-hmm. And at first glance, I thought it actually said full metal. <laughs> <laughs> because the the words on that are starting like F, I saw the F and that you know, with my bad eyesight, even mm. that R E kinda looked like an an M for a second and there's an A. So yeah, it was just wishful wishful thinking. Yeah, it looks like Latin. <laughs> yeah. So which is interesting that Latin exists in this world which is not Earth. Anything anything that, you know, is uh, I guess like super supra natural. For some reason, Latin is the go-to language. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Latin did not last. It did not exist forever. But it was like when, whenever Latin was invented, suddenly like Satan and all the devils like ooh Latin ooh I like the sound <laughs> of of this one Armenian go. You know, it's like all the other. The old, old, not Armenian. What's the Arimathean? Arimathean and all these other like older languages are like no, no, no. Aramaic. Aramaic. Yeah, that's that why was, I keep that was the language him. Jesus spoke. <laughs> um, actually, Aramaic. Aramaic, not English. Aramaic, but Aramaic. I told you he was an Aramaican. I mean, American. I know. <laughs> you know that old joke. It's like if uh, if English was good enough for our Lord Jesus Christ, mm. should be good enough for them furners. <laughs> and um, actually standing right in front of this door, or is it a... No- I'm a little confused by these two uh, panels, because we see in the second one, we see Barry standing in front of it uh, with his body lying in front of him. But you don't see them in the first panel. Is it just because of the angle? It's misleading. It's misleading. It is the angle, I'm sure, because mm. it doesn't show them going through a door or anything. And then in the next panel, they're in the same space. So it's misleading. It's uh, The door is like so huge that uh, even though the camera's kind of looking up, the still, you can't get the whole picture of the door. Mm. Um, I, I think it was, like, a, not a clear choice. Yeah, well, I mean, you if know. you look at the pattern of the wood below the design, um, in the second panel, Barry is standing right in front of where it comes to a point there, but he's not in the first panel. That's, yeah. That's so I true. almost wondered if there were two of these doors, for lack of a better word, but I guess not. 
No, it's just, yeah, I think it's just the angle, you know, like the, the, the triangle, the point is we look at these two next to each other and we think that they're like the same, around the same size because the circles look around the same size. But yeah, it's just this very weird camera angle choice. Uh, trying, I guess it's trying to like, you know, we don't immediately see the two berries as the focal point, but we see Al and Hawkeye, like them coming across it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is, I think, is the point, but... Okay. But I think that, yeah, definitely could have been done a little bit better, so that... I, I, I was confused, too, because I was like, is this the door? Are they... How are they suddenly... <laughs> did I misread something? How are they suddenly, like, in the truth land, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, because that that's... And there's another big door that's a big part of, like the other world mm-hmm. where Al's, Al's body parts possibly exist. <laughs> uh, and uh, Barry's body is rotten and stinking. And Barry says, what a waste of meat. My body's all rotten. Uh, Those bastards put someone else's soul in my body. Guess the body didn't take too, take too well. Whoops. That's a mistaken spelling of two. It should be T O O. It didn't take too well to its new occupant. The body and soul were in conflict with each other. No wonder my body was decomposing. And then Al is thinking, so, yeah, that's true. Could that happen to me being in this body? Could this body reject me? Right. And that's, you know, that's a really good, that puts a little bit more tension in the whole storyline there because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're only like just a little bit over a third into the story. And at this point, we don't really know how long the story is going to last, but it puts kind of like a deadline Mm -hmm. almost possibly. And I think I like, I like stories with a deadline if they follow through really well, you know, like the, the DOA kind of, you know, he's only got 24 hours to find Mm. the person who killed him and this kind of thing. I think that's one of the things that attracted to me to, Spawn, the original Spawn comic. I like. I saw the animated show. Spawn has this counter, like how much power he's able to use before he, you know, has to go to hell or whatever. So he, if he doesn't use the power, then bad things happen, and that makes, you know, whatever the the bad guys happy. If he does use the power, it makes it quicker for him to, you know, stop existing on this plane and Hmm. being able to see the people he loves take care of them. And so, uh, yeah, I liked that idea. Like the art, I'm never going to be a fan of (laughs) McFarlane's art. It's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I barely, like Jim Lee, I began to appreciate because of Hush. I really liked Hush. Hmm. Uh, But in general, that 90s style was not my thing. Okay. Yeah, that during that period I was not even reading comics, so I kind of missed all of that. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's there's some interesting ideas in that in that that Spawn verse. Uh, um, so, and so after Al thinks that, then he thinks Big Brother. So I mean, of course, Ed is not there; he's not talking with him. But does he say that in Japanese? Does he say yes. like Unisan? Nissan. He's saying Nissan. So. Hmm. Uh, I think he's, you know, just maybe like, yeah, maybe just coming to terms with the fact that he might have a deadline, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that he wants to talk with his brother about what that might mean. Yeah. So. All right. So then we go to another site where action's taking place. Um, Lon Fun and Envy are fighting. And Envy keeps thinking he's got the upper hand, and then Lonfon gets swords into him. Mm. Um, and hmm? Envy, Envy gets the sword into him. No, no, I mean Lonfon gets the sword into Envy. I don't think that's Lonfon's sword, right? No, it has to be. Mm. 
Because in the next page, Lin says, give me oh, okay. that sword. Okay. So I, I saw it in Lanfan's hand here, but that, so Lanfan's taking it out of Envy. Yes. Okay. And so that's, that's why Lanfan has, has Lin's sword. Okay. It didn't, it didn't occur to me to, th- to figure out why she had his sword, but okay. But he, he threw it at Envy. Yes, okay. he threw it, and so because my first read, I had zoomed through it. I was like, "Okay, he like Lanfan stabbed him in the side." Is what I thought too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, if you take a, a look, Lanfan is surprised, mm-hmm. and uh, and then in the next page, yes, like I said, Lin says, "I need my sword back." <laughs> yeah, and he's he's running away from gluttony and. Waving his arms around so fast that you can't see them. They're just yeah. <laughs> two blurs. <laughs> <laughs> and so she tosses the sword over to Lean, and he puts the sword up and slices Gluttony right down the center vertically as he's lunging at Lean. A and- good old Goemon, Goemon <laughs> move, you know, from Lupin. He would cut uh-huh. like helicopters and whatever. <laughs> they would be coming at him and just like... Whoosh, slice him right in two but <laughs> but in the next panel he, he sticks himself back together with a schlamuck <laughs> which is my favorite sound effect of this chapter in english schlamuck that is a great that's like a don martin sound effect <laughs> schlamuck see i want more creativity like that because that that's that's nice it's just but but ching and it's uh yeah it's separated like that one is uh in japanese which is like a more yeah, a put-together, kind so, of attaching, kind yeah, of a sound effect. Gold star for schlamuck. And then Lin is very frustrated with, what? <laughs> yeah, because no matter what he does, he can't kill these homunculi. Yep. And I'm not sure exactly where they are, but there's uh, some people are watching them now. Yep, the crowd is gathering. And so Envy's thinking, oh, great, more people I have to kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so he tells Gluttony to swallow everybody whole, the spectators well, and the Easterners and anybody else who's seen us. Well, see, I took it like, okay, uh, Gluttony says, can I can I eat them? Yeah, can I have a bite? He says, fizz. Because in Japanese, it's like, tabete, can I eat them? Mm. And then I think it's a little bit more grotesque. He says, no, you can drink them. And I think that it is possible to read it as, like, swallow whole. Mm -hmm. I think that is. But I I took it as, like, like just, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. bash them to mush. And then, (laughs) I don't know. Right. Well, Nomu could be swallow or drink. So what is the Japanese exactly? It's a nondiyo. Okay. Yeah. So it's... Probably, like, knowing gluttony, the swallow whole thing makes a lot more sense, I think, Mm. uh, from a translation point of view. I think it makes a lot more sense. I read it as, like, just like, you know, it's so many people and you just, like, shove them, you know, and just, like, to mush Mm -hmm. into your mouth. In other other words, I have a sick mind. (laughs) (laughs) Make them all into a smoothie. and Exactly. (laughs) So I thought it was quite gross. <laughs> um, yeah. But then there's a voice saying, what are you doing? Uh, and it seems everybody hears it. Um, but it's directed at Envy. Um, and it's Pride, which is Bradley. Mm. Wait, is Bradley's homunculus name Pride? Mm, we'll come back to this question next episode. Pride, what are you doing here? And Bradley says, not only did you fail in your mission and disgrace yourselves for all to see, but you let the enemy slip right into our headquarters. Now, Envy seems surprised that Pride is referring to it as the headquarters. Like, didn't he know? Hmm. Or is this a translation problem? No, that's exactly what, I mean, he's saying, you know, Futokoro ni made shinyu. He said, I can't believe you let him into our secret place or something like this. Okay. And... Yeah, secret place seems more accurate than headquarters, because I don't think, well, maybe it's deep under this where Father is. I don't quite know where Father is exactly. 
It could be that, you know, that he's... I don't know. No, I don't know because they don't. They don't. They're not in it, you know. But they're at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe he's referring to the other people who got in. Maybe like uh, Mustang. Are they in? Well, so the, yeah. The, all, I think all these people who aren't homunculi are considered the enemy. Yeah. And Bradley didn't want any of them in there, but now conveniently so that we don't kill any more characters uh, he tells uh, envy and gluttony to withdraw um, back off man yeah Just your mind is muddled and your off. skills lacking you should withdraw for now so they leave and he says to lean you narrowly escaped death today lean says do you think so i wouldn't assume that till we battle and just after the homunculi leave then well, a bit of blood is dripping from Lin's chin. Is that? I think that is sweat. Is it sweat? I don't know. It looks like it looks like there's a, a little cut on there. The way that line is drawn there, but that could just be the shape of his chin. Yeah, that's. I think that's sweat because it's. He was keeping it cool until they left, <laughs> and then he was like. Yeah, he says, yeah, what the heck was that? And here's where that do is in the English version. Okay, well, it's do in Japanese as well. Okay. And is that like the shock hitting him? Yeah, it's like the weight, a heavy Mm. weight, like hitting Mm -hmm. him. And for me, it's like it just reminded me of the City Hunter, Saiba Ryo, uh, very first episode where he... In order to kill the bad guy or hit the bad guy without hitting, I don't know, the hostage or something, he mm. shot through his own hand uh, to slow the bullet down a little bit mm. or something like this. And then uh, the lady who he, he saved is like, oh, you're so, you're so amazing. And then after she leaves, he's like, ah, my hand, <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> he waits till she leaves. So that's what. You know, he had to say this cool thing like, not until we meet up again. And then as soon as they leave, like, oh, my God, I almost pissed myself. Mm-hmm. I I realized in last this last week, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine. And I was, we were talking about how all the times that I actually, like, threw up from being drunk hmm. were the worst times to do it like it's like every time where i wanted to impress somebody those are the times where i made a complete fool of myself and it's (laughs) it's like the universe kind of keeping me in my place yeah yeah you're not all that just you know keep it cool and (laughs) so you know i finally learned my lesson i don't i know where to stop now Mm -hmm. when i it only took me 50 years tim (laughs) <laughs> and Lean is saying there are truly there are a lot of interesting people in this country. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, he met the most interesting people in the whole planet, and he's like, "Wow, <laughs> you guys have a lot of." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Jack Kirby's 1960s Marvel Comics work with Stan Lee created some of the most fondly remembered comics of the 20th century. If you're like us, you probably know about his early 1970s work for DC, but you've read little or none of it. Here at Deconstructing Comics, Emmett and I decided to change that. We've launched into a series of episodes in which we read all of Kirby's Fourth World, from the first appearance of Darkseid in Jimmy Olsen's book, to the long-delayed finale, The Hunger Dogs. What we've found is unrestrained creativity that's a bit rough around the edges. This is Tim. Join us as we visit the wild area, the planets of New Genesis and Apocalypse, plus good old Metropolis, as we read Jimmy Olsen, The Forever People, New Gods, and Mr. Miracle. We're at DeconstructingComics.com, or look for Deconstructing Comics wherever you find your podcasts. And now Lust is approaching Barry and Al and Hawkeye. And Barry. Barry Barry. and Barry, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Lust realizes that Barry was bait for her, and she fell for it. 
That was, that's why he was there with Mustang and the military. Um, but Barry wants to chop her up, and she's just like, okay, I gotta kill all of you. Who should go first? Um, and she mentions that she's already killed one of her in- candidates for human sacrifice tonight, and Al would be the second one. But then uh, Barry tries to chop Lust, but she slices him up with her fingers. Like all five of her fingers are pointing out and, you know, extending and slicing up his armor. I just want to very make a, a quick language note. Hmm. Uh, it's She's talking about human sacrifices. That is 100% correct. But she calls them like human uh, columns, as in like, you know, columns in front of a building or mm-hmm. uh like supports you know she calls them hitobashira mm-hmm. and this is the idea is like my old boss used to use columns uh in his when he was describing like how to run an event he said you need three different supports for an event to be successful he would use it that way and i think they're using it like they need a certain number of human sacrifices for this something yeah, to, to be support successful the project yeah exactly so uh i think the the translation selection the the word selection was clear mm-hmm. i just think it's interesting uh this mm, particular a, japanese a dimension missing there in the english yeah okay. so for our lucky readers <laughs> get a little little peek yeah a little peek okay so now she's approaching Hawkeye and Al, and she says, very soon I'll send you to join your commanding officer. And Hawkeye realizes that the other of the two human sacrifices she mentioned was Mustang. And And this seems to have a big, like, psychological, emotional effect on her. It can't be, it can't be. Yeah, we're used to seeing her, like, she's the cool one, you Mm -hmm. know, she's the one that, that keeps it together. And we're starting to see she's uh, very flustered. Yeah, and she just starts shooting at Lust. You know, she'll empty a gun, uh, put more bullets in, empty a gun, grab a different gun, keep shooting. I counted the word blam here like 18 times, I think. Yeah, they're all does. <laughs> oh, they're all does. Okay. Homer Simpson sound effect. That's right. Do, well, the one no. dough that we mentioned, that I mentioned before, this yeah. was a hiragana dough mm. with a little tsu, like it's like a dope do. with the final. And then these are all like dong and do. It's like dong. Well, actually, these are mostly dong mm. with a little n there too, but there's a lot of do, 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 do with. Uh, mm. uh, so it's a lot of, yeah, so a lot of repetitive sound yeah. effects. She spends like three pages shooting at her. Yep, I think they should have done five more pages of it. What do you think? <laughs> Just to get the point across. Well, I know we kind of get we get the point, yeah. And I love the you know that she's still pulling the trigger and it's making the blank clack 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 kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. And of course, lust isn't bleeding to death at all. She's half healed already. She says, "Are you finished?" And Hawkeye just kind of breaks down. Yeah, so this hit me. I was like, oh my god, Hawkeye. Hmm. Lust has reduced her to tears. Yeah. And Lust is ready to kill her, but Al steps in front of Hawkeye and says, get up, Lieutenant, you have to get out of here. So Lust is now threatening Al, but he he generates a spear out of the floor with alchemy um, which Lust quickly slices the tip off of and says, what a shame, I have to waste a perfectly good human sacrifice. And she's, you know, poking her sharp fingers into the armor and slicing off parts of it, but, um, of course, it doesn't hurt him. Uh, but, of course, there's always the danger she could poke it through the uh, the symbol inside the armor and then he'd be dead. Um, and he keeps telling Hawkeye to run, and she just stays there on her knees. And Lust says, this woman wants to die. 
she wants him to run, he wants her to run, you know? Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to be the one that saves everybody else and he sacrifices themselves. Which is, you know, easy way out and, you know, <laughs> look cool while you're doing it. <laughs> mm. but, I mean, everybody's, all the good guys are so noble. Mm. Like, I'll I'll die in order to protect everybody else. When They just went out of the story. <laughs> you know, like, I want to be on the spine of the. Yeah, I can't volume. wait. Where's when's my spine? You know, <laughs> ready for my close-up. But this would be the one. You know, we don't like. We, we were talking about right before we pressed record on this that uh, we can't look at the spines because it'll give away. You know what happens. Right. Or so. in the English version, it's in the back matter. But yeah, the little rectangle that shows. Whoever died in that volume going to heaven or sometimes hell. Yeah, for the Japanese ones, like I'd have to actually remove the the, the cover, the paper cover, yeah, the dust jacket, the dust jacket to look at, you know. And I'm mm -hmm. so tempted right now, but I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna. Yeah, and yeah, Al says that he's he's not going to abandon Hawkeye because he's sick of watching people die because of his weaknesses, and we see panels of. Trigger alert, Nina and Alexander, and Hughes, and Martell, who, you know, of course, he's blaming himself for, for all of them dying. Um, I won't let another person I care about be killed, not if there's anything I can do to protect them. And Lust is still hacking away at his armor, and then he claps and generates a barrier between them. Um, and I think that he sees someone that we can't see yet who will be revealed after the page turn um there's a you can just hear a voice on this panel saying i like what you just said alphonse elric that's right you hear the voice you see lust react to it you see hawkeye react to it so he doesn't actually like waste time reacting he goes right to making the barrier mm -hmm. you know because he knows what's coming yeah, and he makes the barrier, you turn the page, and then we've got a flame alchemist attack coming at Lust. And the sound effects the, here, she ends up using the same sound effects as with the big gun sounds. <laughs> it's like another don-don. Don-don-don. You know? It's boom in here with three O's. And then gradually uh, we see Mustang. First we just see his mouth and nose, and then we see a, a full body shot saying to gain the initiative in war first take away your enemy's mobility and whenever possible use the element of surprise uh and now she's thinking he used the lighter's flint as an ignition and cut a transmuting circle into his own skin okay so he, she's talking about his hand okay now i get it um because she'd torn up his glove so in order to do the flame, he had to make the symbol on his, actually on his hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he just keeps shooting flame at her, thinking, you know, he mentions, uh, she said before, it will take more than that to kill me. So um, he's just going to keep doing it until she stays dead, just keeps flaming her. Well, let's, let's just mention real quick, you know, a lot of movies, comics, books, whatever, when they introduce, like, a badass, they just, a lot of times they make a mistake of just having everybody talk about, that guy's a badass. Oh, here he comes. Oh, he's a badass. Oh, yeah, watch out for that guy. You know why? He's a badass. But this is badass. He just, like, it just carves it into his own skin. You know, I mean, that, yeah. Right. And then using fire to sear his wounds closed, he says almost passed out two or three times in the process so yeah so that's much pretty, badassery that's pretty awesome here. stuff i mean <laughs> wow and he just keeps shooting flame at her and she's trying to approach him and one of her sharp fingers comes right up to between his eyes and stops and then her body starts to crumble, and she says, you won. I hate to lose, but if I must die, I'm glad it's at the hands of a man like you. Those eyes so clear and focused, I love them. I look forward to seeing those eyes become clouded from suffering. That day will come. 
very soon. She says she says you won, but in Japanese it's like I completely lost. Huh. Don't you think that makes a difference somehow? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I if you ask me, okay, what difference does it make? I'm like, I'm not sure. But it's like admitting well, your own, like, I am the loser, rather than, ooh, you're really good. Well, I mean, I've seen NFL games where it wasn't that one team won, it was that one team lost because of the, their performance was so terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I see a distinction. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, this is another one where we part ways with <laughs> with how we would how we would approach that translation. So, yeah, she crumbles, uh, her philosopher's stone hits the floor and breaks, and then Mustang collapses. What are are the sounds that that they're using? When you see her hand falling apart, it's crackle. Then when she says, I look forward to seeing those eyes become clouded, the sound is fzzsh, F-Z-S-H. Then... When the Philosopher's Stone hits the floor, it's tinkle and then sha. Okay, it's like a con, mm, which is, okay. I can see it's a light sound, like a tinkle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like tinkle. <laughs> 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 but in English, we don't have as many, we don't have as many to choose from, you know? Like yeah, it, it, are, I think it would have been better if it was a one-syllable sound. Yeah, like a ting. Because tinkle sounds like, well... Aside from the obvious, I mean, I th- imagine glass breaking. You can't breaking say it, can something. you? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine glass break breaking. You know, like a lot of glass breaking. Right, right, right. Crash, uh, yeah, tinkle. a tink, a tink on mm. its own, like a tink, yeah. mm-hmm. like a drawn out tink, might have been a good one. And uh, the the breaking is a za in uh, in the Japanese. So like, there's more of a the magical part of it. It seems like mm-hmm. there's more energy being released mm-hmm. in the destruction of it than, what did you say it was? It was Shah. 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 I mean, Shah is a steamy kind of, you know, releasing mm-hmm. kind of thing. I just, Zah has an edge, a different edge to it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that this Kong is my favorite sound effect, but no, there's one. It's coming. Oh, okay. What was Kong? Kon is the the her it hitting the philosopher stone bouncing off the ground. Okay. Just because the impact of it and the the fact that it's written really light, I just yeah. There was some artistry there that I liked. So still, everybody's more concerned about everybody else than themselves. Because uh, Mustang saying, "Oh, Lieutenant, you're safe," and she's saying, "Worry about yourself, sir." Um, Alphonse, thank you for protecting my subordinate. Mustang says, and Al says, never mind that, we have to call a doctor. He says, yes, hurry, call a doctor for havoc, please. And Bradley is standing in the shadows, and he sheathes his sword and walks away. Then we see the pieces of Barry's armor. It's his thoughts, because he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a jaw connected to the top of his mouth, so I guess he, he right, can't yeah, really speak. Those are speak, thought balloons. But his, his, he's thinking... Um, and we, we see the sigil or whatever it is uh, on that piece of armor. Yeah, he's like, ooh, so glad I pretended to be dead, right? <laughs> and, but uh, he's not sure how he's going to get his pieces back together. Yeah, he can't move around. Um, but then the body berry comes crawling along, bleeding or decomposing or something. And picks up the piece of Barry's armor with the sigil on it and scratches it. Mm. So, and, and then he collapses to the floor. So it's kind of like Barry's killing himself. Yeah, I think what I'm seeing here is that the body was like, finally, finally, we can actually die. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so, you know, perhaps... Perhaps he wasn't able to, like, perhaps the body itself would have kept moving with this other alien soul inside it because, you know, it's not really a natural combination anyway. So perhaps by destroying the soul, that connection to the armor, maybe it also, I don't know, I feel like it was an instinctual thing. I guess so. But Barry's soul doesn't want to die. He's thinking 
You, you're still alive. No, don't come any closer. Who do you think you're dealing with? I'm Barry the Chopper. I kept Central City paralyzed with fear. As soon as I'm fixed up, I'll chop you to... Hey, wait, no, stop, no! And that's, oh, that's good. It reminds us that, oh yeah, he was a he was an asshole <laughs> like you know <laughs> like we've been kind of rooting for him uh, yeah. because he's on the good guy's side you know but actually he was a really really terrible person mm-hmm. and the fact that he's like i don't want to die and he's like no 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 and that fear and all that those things he's feeling were like reminded yes feel those things suffer mm-hmm. you summon a batch and uh <laughs> before you die that's mostly what I want from my bad guys, Tim, in the movies. I don't want them to, like, insta-die. I want them to feel some, like, guilt and fear and, you know, like, even a fraction of the pain that they cause. I need that. Uh, hmm. So, like, I don't want them to, like, suddenly be cut down without them realizing that they're dead, but actually, like, slowly fall towards the helicopter blades. You know? <laughs> like, they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. Does that make me a bad person? (laughs) (laughs) I believe in justice. So Bradley comes outside and the soldiers are standing around and he says, call an ambulance, better make it too and fast. And then we switch to Winry sitting on the steps of the hotel and the hotel guy is saying, why don't you wait inside? I love this panel of her with the light behind her and it looks like the shadow is coming off of her, you know? Like the, the, the way that the tone, the way mm-hmm. that the tone is uh, placed, it's like she's blocking the light and you can see the shadow, mm, you know, yeah, the, the lack yeah. of light coming off her. I just think that's a really beautiful uh, panel there. We feel her mm-hmm. worry. And then they hear clank, clank, clank approaching them. And it's Al looking a bit beat up. And Winry and the other guy say, ah, Al, and he says, I'm home. And she starts kind of crying, and then she says, you idiot, welcome back. (laughs) And then they're kind of laughing, and then his arm falls off. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Bicky. (laughs) Boto. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a clunk and a snap here around his arm. Well, in, in Japanese, the biki is the breaking biki. It's a like a breaking sound, and the boto is like the falling off sound. Yeah. And I like that boto, that biki. I like the combination. That's my choice: is the biki boto combination here in this panel. Okay. That I'm going to choose for my favorite sound effect of this. Episode. Okay. All right, and like I said, schlumuck is hands down the winner in English. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Because, yeah, snap and clunk are no big deal. (laughs) Garden variety sound effects. As like a a baseline rule, I think it's okay to go with your typical English sound effects if the Japanese sound effects are also the typical sound effects. You know what Mm. I mean? Like they're the Mm -hmm. ones, the go-tos. Then I think if you go to the go-tos, you at least have, you know, you have a good reason. You can say, well, that's what the creator intended they used to go to uh and so you know but i also think being a little creative with sound effects uh is is a good idea and if the original creator is doing pulling an original what i call the echo mimetica when they try to make it more like the actual sound and not just go with the the ones that we're used to knowing uh then i think it's you should actually like expand and be more creative that's my that's my Mm. philosophy Mm. i see yeah when when i used to do my parody comics that i haven't done in quite a few years now my sound effects all were lacking vowels they'd just be all consonants that was kind (laughs) of my joke with sound effects but i mean that's you know that's basically you have you know you have a a kind of a rule that you imposed on yourself and you stuck with mm. it. I love that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, because you can read a lot into it. Even if you didn't create that rule, like with a lot of, you know, different reasons into it, you can still pull a lot of out of something like that, you know, like, mm. I wonder if he did this too. You know? <laughs> 
you know, he's protesting the, the you know, languages that have too many vowels. Or <laughs> <laughs> he's protesting all the O's they put in those booms. You know, doesn't want. Why not just use B and M? Boom. Yeah, it's a boom. You know, (laughs) keep it consonanty. You know. Yeah. Vowels rhyme with bowels anyway. They're no good. (laughs) I'm glad. I glad I left our our listeners with a good image, to (laughs) because you know this podcast is completely free. Right, and you know what they say about the. I forgot it now. <laughs> but they, you know what they say about the law of equivalent exchange? What is it? They say, don't let your Mac get screwed up for too long or you forget what we do. <laughs> you forget our <laughs> yeah. catchphrase. They yeah, say, well, when your recording gets delayed from by nine days from the originally planned recording day. <laughs> that's right. And they say, you get what you pay for. That's right. So uh, we'll see you next time, and hopefully, I'll remember our catchphrase then. <laughs> if you if you remember it, I'll 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 try to forget it. How's that? <laughs> okay. All right. See you next time. All right. Next time. Our theme is Winterfiend by Cryosyncope. You can follow us on Twitter at L-O-E-E Podcast or email us at L-O-E-E Podcast at DeconstructingComics.com. Support our show on Patreon at Patreon.com slash DeconComics. See you in two weeks. The Law of Equivalent Exchange is a production of DeconstructingComics.com. That's right. You hear the voice, you see Lust react to it, you see Mustang react to it. It's a little bit harder Who? to see if Alphonse... Did I say Mustang? I meant yes, uh, you did. Hawkeye. You see Hawkeye okay. react to it. And then... Uh, I, see, I'm always going to get Hawkeye and Mustang. I'm always going to get those, <laughs> you know, mixed up. One of them is from Top Gun and the other one's from MASH, right? <laughs> yeah.